God's word for this morning, uh, we return to the gospel of Luke chapter 4. May God bless our time together in his word. Bobby Bostick wakes up every morning at 4.45 a.m. He washes his face, he brushes his teeth, and then goes to breakfast at 5.30. He comes back and um, he watches a little TV, he does his prayers, and, and then he, he starts reading. And then after meals and outdoor time, he goes to bed at 10 p.m. And then he wakes up the next morning and he does it all over again. 4.45, wake up, washes his face, brushes his teeth and goes to breakfast. You see, Bobby Bostick is a prisoner in Jefferson City, Missouri. He was raised in a poor family in St. Louis, one of four siblings, each with a different dad. And his dad was never around. So with no male role model, he roamed the streets. So by age 10, he was drinking and smoking. By age 13, he moved into illegal drugs and stolen cars. And then December of 1995, a 16-year-old Bobby, along with a friend, committed 17 crimes in a single night, including numerous armed robberies and assaults. He fired a gun at two people. Thankfully, no one died. One bullet even missed the victim completely. And then due to poor legal counsel, he rejected a plea deal. It went to a jury trial where he was found guilty on all counts. And because of his seemingly remorseless demeanor, the judge threw the book at him. 17 sentences for 17 crimes to be carried out not concurrently but consecutively for a total of 241 years. And unless the court changes it, Bobby's first chance at parole will be in the year 2091. Bobby is 43 years old right now. By 2091, he'll be 112. Bobby uh, Bostick is kind of caught waking up like he did this morning in a cycle that will always be repeating itself. Breakfast at 5.30, right, after, right before which he had just washed his face and brushed his teeth. In an interview, uh, Bobby said, I, I can't make excuses for it. I shouldn't have done it. I regret it. I'm not the same 16-year-old, the child that committed the crime. I, I just want all of this to kind of sink in for a moment, but now it's not Bobby. I, it, it, it's you. Uh, you're the one who's standing in front of the judge. You did the crime, and now all of a sudden your name is called, and then you hear 241 years. Your life totally changes in that moment. It's, it's not a game. 
This is a wake-up call. The judge has literally said to you, you will die in prison. I think all of us can relate to a Bobby because all of us can look back at things that we've done in our life, things from the past, like when we were 16 years old, things, uh, something or a relationship that just absolutely crumbled away, but now there's nothing you can do about it. You wish you could go back and reel it all in, but you can't, and so with a heart full of regret, and with um, a head that still has yearning wistfulness, hopes and dreams of what could have been if you could go back to that moment, but you can't go back into your past. I, I don't think that there's a single person on the planet that has not had that kind of repeat cycle. Something done in the past that comes up in your head at a moment's notice and puts you right back into a prison cell of guilt. It's like a 241-year sentence. You can never break away from it because it keeps replaying over and over in your mind. But what if you could break free? What if it was possible to somehow uh, remove yourself from the poorness of your past and actually, your head can be filled with hope. I, I wonder then if, if you are similar then to the people in Luke chapter 4, in which Luke tells us in, in this account that Jesus, he, he went up into Galilee, um, and uh, news about him spread all through the countryside. He's preaching in synagogues, and we're told the people were absolutely amazed by him. Everybody was praising him. Uh, because Jesus literally went home. It, in other words, uh, when he's going to church in his home church after a long time away. So it's a son of the local congregation who returns home. And they had worship that was very much like uh, uh, you and me. There, there were prayers and there were songs. They had uh, Bible readings that were chosen from the books of Moses. The rabbi would actually select readers who would read portions of it, just like we do our Old Testament lesson or uh, the one from the book of uh, Isaiah this morning. And then there would be one person who would uh, uh, read and then give the sermon. Um, but uh, he would read standing up, but for giving the sermon, he would sit down. The people would stand for the sermon, and, and then the preacher would sit down. I kind of like that. Jesus is the guest preacher for that Sunday service. And so they hand him a, a, a scroll. It was this long uh, parchment. And on one side, it had a wooden stick attached to it. And on way on the other side, there was another wooden stick attached to it. And so you could roll on this side or unroll on this side, roll up a little bit on this side. And so you can see Jesus with a scroll of Isaiah. And he's uh, uh, rolling this way and, and folding it up this way until he gets to the exact chunk of scripture that he wanted that said this, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And after Jesus read it, he sat back down, and Luke tells us all eyes were fastened on him. 
They're waiting. What's he going to say about what he just read? What is this about uh, uh, someone who's going to proclaim good news? Uh, sight for the blind, release for the prisoners, and uh, to give freedom for those who are suffering oppression. And what Jesus said next has the potential and the power to release you this morning from your past and remove you from all that it's going to be. But in order to do so, you got to be like Bobby Bostick, poor, a prisoner, 241-year sentence. And additionally, you're going to have to remember one day and one year. All right, here's the one day. According to Leviticus chapter uh, 25, um, God would gather all of his people together and he wanted to give them a picture of what it was that he was going to do for them. And so he would gather all the people together. They would bring a goat into the midst and all the sins of the people that were on them, like the kids, the red X's, it was transferred from the people onto that goat. And then the goat... Uh, went out from the presence of the people. It went and walked away, never to be seen again. And in that picture, God was giving them uh, uh, an illustration of what atonement is, of how God was going to make things right before, between a sinful people and a sinless God. And how it was that, like Psalm uh, um, 103 says, um, as far as the east is from the west. So there goes that goat heading east towards Lake Michigan with all of the people's sins. And there you are walking west towards Madison. That's how far God says he has removed your sin from you. That was the picture that God was giving them of the forgiveness that he was going to be bringing to them. Not just uh, forgiveness for small sins as if somehow God's forgiveness is small, but big like for Bobby's sins, for the sins that you just can't stop remembering from the past. Because if this is what proves, this picture proves just how big and powerful our God is when it comes to forgiveness, okay? So that's the picture of one day, right? Now here's that one year. God told the people, farm the land for six years. On the seventh year, give the land a rest. And after seven cycles of seven years, 49 years. On the 50th year, that was called the year of Jubilee, a year of the Lord's favor. And here again was another picture God was giving to them of how he was going to make things right between them and and with him. And, And so on that one special year, all debts were canceled. So if you have any outstanding loans, they're gone. They've been wiped out. Um, When it comes to prisoners, all prisoners were set free. 241-year sentence, hereby commuted. Land that had been uh, sold or bought the previous 49 years went back to the original owner, which means if your family suffered hardship and had to sell the land that had been in your family for so long, you would get it back. And all of a sudden, it's this picture of joy and, and freedom and rejoicing that is, that is being made for all, all of the people. So when the people heard Jesus speak from that scroll of Isaiah this morning, those
those were the images and illustrations that were going through their heads. And so after Jesus spoke those words, and after he sat back down and all their eyes are still fastened on him, the people are wondering, what's he going to say next? This is what he said. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, uh, that Day of Atonement, which they celebrated uh, once every year, kind of like our Christmas, that year of jubilee, the Lord's favor, which some of them had already experienced maybe uh, once in a lifetime, Jesus is announcing to them, "Um, I'm that man that is bringing uh, the good news. I'm the one that's going to fulfill that one day and that one year. I'm going to be taking away all of your debts. I'm going to be freeing you from your prisons. And for those of you who are stooped over right now because of stress in your life, he says, I'm going to straighten you up and I'm going to make you like a sturdy oak. See, tell me, is that a message that maybe Bobby Bostic needs this morning? Is that a message that you so desperately need? You see, Jesus comes this morning to people who are gathered, who really have nothing of value to be able to offer to him. We come like a Bobby Bostic with a 241-year sentence, but the thing is there's, there's not enough years that Bobby can live in order to pay off 241 years. And I, I sometimes wonder if um, we don't realize just how serious God is about our sin. It's not as if God says, okay, I'll let this one pass, it's not as if he says, I'm, I'll let you do, have a do-over on that one. No, no God says, there, there must be punishment exacted. And for Bobby, the point is, his life is the punishment. With the Day of Atonement, there is that life of the goat, that scapegoat that takes the punishment. And on the cross, There is the punishment that's being exacted in order for there to be the forgiveness of sins. I just sometimes wonder if we don't realize the beauty of of such a picture that for Bobby Bostic, that picture means God has forgiven him for hurting people. God has forgiven you for hurting people. And people who have been forgiven full and free now become the ones who forgive one another. Can you you do that? Forgive someone else just as God has forgiven you because of the scapegoat? Absolutely, because when you look at the cross and all of a sudden you realize the cross is, is, it, it means a prison door has just swung open. And your day of atonement has arrived, just not on on one day, but every day is your day of atonement. The year of Jubilee is a year that remains with every single year of your life. In May of last year, an amendment was made and passed in the state of Missouri that that said, if you committed a crime as a child uh, outside of murder, Uh, you could be eligible for parole after 15 years. And so last year, finally, Bobby Bostic got a hearing for his parole, and none of his victims opposed it. Even a couple of them wrote letters in support of his release. And 
Last month, it was granted. November 9th of this year, Bobby Bostick is walking out of his prison. And I tell you, there, there is an, eternity is not going to be long enough in heaven with God to be able to sing his praises for all that he has done and given to us. But today just might be long enough for you to be able to share this kind of good news with someone who is oppressed, someone who is still in their prison of guilt or health or finances, uh, because none of those conditions or circumstances will ever be able to change the fact of how much you mean to him. One day, one year, one man changes everything to wake up to another brand new morning to wash your face, to brush your teeth, and go to breakfast knowing I'm free. Glory to God in the highest. Amen.